What's up, Packer fans? Welcome to another episode of Cheesehead Talk, the podcast. I'm Tramel Jeffers, a.k.a. the Cheesehead. In today's episode, I'm going to preview the Green Bay Packers matchup against the Indianapolis Colts. But first, let's get a quick recap of what happened in the Packers' last matchup versus Jacksonville. And in this game, the Packers defeated a one-win Jags team with a score of 24-20. This was a pitiful performance by the Packers on both sides of the ball at home against one of the worst teams in the league, if not the worst team. A win is a win, but there was nothing to be happy about from that performance. Nothing at all. Pitiful performance by both sides, offense and defense and the special teams, all three phases. Pitiful. And we'll start with the offense. Aaron Rodgers. He was decent. He wasn't great, but he was decent. He was 24 for 34, three total touchdowns, and one interception. And then Aaron Jones, he just couldn't get anything going in this game. Nothing. 13 carries for only 46 yards. It just wasn't any holes for him to run through in this one. And a lot of that had to do with this Packers offensive line. They came in, they played weak, they played super soft. They were softer than Charmin tissue. Jacksonville came into this game ranked dead last against the run. Dead last, giving up over 150 rushing yards per game. And your starting running back only gets 46 rushing yards? 46 rushing yards against the worst ranked defensive line. This Jaguars defense was ranked at the bottom in pretty much every single category. One of the worst defenses in football. And this Packers offense didn't take advantage of that. Devontae Adams, he was very bad in this game. He had two crucial drops on third down, and he had a crucial fumble. And that fumble pretty much changed the entire momentum of the game. Green Bay was up 17-10, to 10, and it looked like they were going to go down the field and take a two-possession lead. It looked like they were going to run off with the game and finally pull away. But Devontae Adams, he gets a first down. He's running with the ball loose. They punch it out. Jacksonville recovers and they score on the next possession and they tie the game up at 17 and from that point on it was a ball game so that fumble right there turned the entire momentum around and that's one of the reasons why it was such a close game that fumble pretty much messed everything up the offense just looked bad in this game couldn't run the ball we couldn't pick up first downs we had about six punts in this game we're talking about the dead last Jacksonville Jaguars defense. You only put up 24 points against the dead last Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Help me understand. No other team had a problem scoring against Jacksonville. No other team that played Jacksonville had a problem scoring against them. So why all of a sudden when they come to Green Bay, we have a problem scoring against them? I don't want to hear that Jacksonville came out and they played hard. I'm pretty sure they play hard every game. But it it, it shouldn't be an excuse why we didn't score at least 30 points. At least 30. We put up 24 points against the dead last 
Jacksonville Jaguars defense. It just doesn't make sense to me. And it's very concerning. But the only positive I can take from this game, surprisingly, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I know I bash him a lot, but over the last two games, he's been phenomenal. Phenomenal. He's had over 100 yards in his last two. He scored in his last two games. And in this one, he was phenomenal. When Devontae Adams was playing bad, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin stepped up in this one. When Devontae Adams was on the sideline with an injury, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin stepped up in this one. When Devontae Adams was getting double teamed by the Jaguars defense, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin stepped up. Four catches, 149 yards, one touchdown. Marquez Valdez-Scantlin was pretty much the only positive from that game, and he definitely gets the game ball from last week. So we're going to need Valdez-Scantlin to continue to do what he's been doing over the last two games. He's got to stay consistent. That's been his problem. Now on the defensive side, it just continues to get worse and worse and worse every single week. Coming into this game, Jacksonville was ranked dead last in rushing. They only averaged a little bit over 90 rushing yards per game. And James Robinson alone had 23 carries for 109 yards. Once again, the Packers give up another 100-yard rusher this season. The dead last ranked Jacksonville Jaguars rushing offense. You give up 100 yards. It just doesn't make sense. Play after play after play, James Robinson, he's picking up four yards, five yards, seven yards, eight yards. This Jaguars offensive line had their way with this Packers defensive line, and James Robinson pretty much was able to do what he wanted to do against this Packers defense. It was embarrassing, and it's very concerning. It's getting worse and worse every single week. Also, this defensive line, they get no pressure on the quarterback. Another game, they get no pressure. On a backup quarterback, Jake Luton, he had all day to throw the ball. All day. He's just sitting back, and he's picking his passes. Yeah, they got a couple of sacks in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, but the first three quarters, they barely got any pressure on this guy. He had all day to throw the ball. And if it weren't for the bad weather conditions, Jacksonville would have picked up more first downs and they would have scored more points. If this game was played in the Dome or if this game was played in sunny weather, Jacksonville probably would have won this game. That's how bad the Packers played on both sides of the ball. Terrible performance. And because of that, my concerns are growing larger and larger with this team. It's getting worse and worse every week. I'm very concerned. And this week, the Packers are going to be battle tested against an AFC opponent who could possibly be a sneaky contender in the AFC, the Indianapolis Colts. They come into this game with a record of six and three, and they sit at the top of the AFC South. The main question with this Colts team is, Which Colts team is going to show up? Will it be the Colts team that lost to the Jags in week one? Will it be the Colts team that lost to the Browns? Or will it be the Colts team who's pretty much clobbered all their opponents who are below 500 and the team who just demolished the Tennessee Titans on Thursday night football? Which Indianapolis Colts team is going to show up against the Green Bay Packers on primetime? But like I mentioned, They're 6-3. They're at the top of the AFC South. 
And the catch with them is they really haven't beaten anybody besides the Tennessee Titans. Every other team that they've beaten is below 500. And even the Tennessee Titans have had their struggles over the last three to four weeks. So they really haven't beaten anybody. And coming into this game, I know for sure they're going to come ready and they're trying to prove a point on primetime against this Packers team because the entire media is saying they're not for real. They're not Super Bowl contenders. And some people don't even think they're going to make the playoffs. So they have a lot to play for. And they're trying to prove that they can be a contender in the AFC. So the Packers are going to have a test in this game. So let's take a look at this Indianapolis Colts team and where they rank. And we'll start with their strength, which is the defensive side. This is a very stingy Indianapolis Colts defense. They don't give up much at all in the run game, in the passing game, points, nothing. They have the fourth best run defense. They only give up 92 yards per game. They have the second best passing defense. They give up less than 200 passing yards per game. And then quarterbacks have an average of a 79 passer rating against them. And they only allow 19.7 points per game. So this is a very good Indianapolis Colts defense. A great defense. But here's the catch. The Colts defense hasn't seen a good offense this season. They really haven't seen a good quarterback playing at an elite level. The best passing attack that this Colts defense has faced is the Detroit Lions, and they rank 12th in passing. The best quarterback that this Colts defense has faced is Matthew Stafford. Green Bay, we have Aaron Rodgers. He's playing on an MVP level right now. He's an MVP candidate. And we have the sixth best passing offense and the third ranked scoring offense. But you can also make a case that this Packers offense hasn't had success against a good defense this season. When they faced Tampa, they got clobbered. The best defense that the Packers have faced is probably the New Orleans Saints. They're a decent defense, but they're not elite. And then with Devontae Adams cleared off the injury report and the possible return of Alan Lazard this week, it's going to be very interesting to see which side will win this matchup between the Packers' high-scoring offense and the Indianapolis Colts' stingy defense. So that's the matchup of the week, this Packers' offense and this Colts' defense. Now, on the offensive side for the Colts, it's a different story. This offense is just average. I believe if Andrew Luck was still the quarterback with this same Indianapolis Colts roster right here, they would be a serious threat to the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC. I think they would definitely be Super Bowl contenders and they would be a top two team in the AFC. I think Phillip Rivers is holding his team back. Honestly, he should have retired after last season with the Chargers. In Los Angeles, he had a full arsenal of weapons over there. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, you name it. He had it over there in Los Angeles and over the last few years, he only has one playoff appearance to show for it since 2016. One playoff appearance. So he should have retired after that. It made no sense to come to Indianapolis where they have less weapons. It made no sense for the Colts to sign him. None at all. And I think he is holding this Colts team back. They could be much better with an elite quarterback. If they had an elite quarterback, they're Super Bowl contenders. 
and they're a top three team in the NFL. But when you take a look at this Colts offense, they really don't have that star player. T.Y. Hilton, he's not that guy anymore. He's decent, but they don't have that star player. They got some decent players. Jonathan Taylor, Mo Alley-Cox, Zach Pascal, Naheem Hines. They have some decent players, but they're missing that big guy. That's what this offense is lacking. But one thing they do have is the best offensive line in football. They only give up one sack per game. This offensive line does a great job of keeping Phillip Rivers protected. And in this game, he's going to have all day to throw the ball. Green Bay, we get no pressure on the quarterbacks. We're in the middle of the pack when it comes to sacks. We couldn't get pressure on a very bad Jaguars offensive line. So what makes you think we're going to do it against the best offensive line in football? Zadarius Smith, he's just been absent against good teams. Preston Smith, he's been absent every single game, good team or bad team. Doesn't matter. He's been absent. Kenny Clark hasn't gotten a single pressure on the quarterback this year. He has zero pressures on the season. So this Packers defensive line is not going to get pressure on Phillip Rivers. He's going to have all day to throw the ball, and he has nothing to worry about. He's going to have a clean jersey in this one. But then you take a look at their rushing ranking. Surprisingly, they only rank 20th in rushing. They only average 105 rushing yards per game. You would think that since they have a dominant offensive line, they would be able to run the football as well. But that hasn't been the case this year. Their offensive line is really dominant when they're throwing the football. They can protect Phillip Rivers, but when it comes to rushing, that just hasn't been the case. So their strong suit is protecting Rivers. But Green Bay, they can't stop the run. They couldn't even stop the Jaguars rushing attack last week. The dead last ranked Jacksonville Jaguars rushing game. They couldn't even stop that. I don't think Indianapolis will go crazy running the ball, but I do think they will be very effective against Green Bay. And then in the passing category, Indianapolis ranks 10th. Phillip Rivers is averaging 262 passing yards per game. So it's not a bad offense, but it's not a great one either. They're average. So that brings me to my keys to victory in this game. And on the offensive side, Indianapolis, like I said, their defense, they don't give up anything. Passing, rushing, doesn't matter. They don't give up anything. So in the run game, it's going to have to be run by committee. There's no way Aaron Jones is going to be able to have 20 carries and be effective. Jamal Williams is going to have to get in. Tyler Irvin is going to have to get in. And if A.J. Dillon can play this week, he's going to have to get in into action. We're going to have to find creative ways to run the football because this is a Indianapolis Colts team who does not give up rushing yards. Also, we got to get the play action passes going. So it's important for us to run the ball. If we can run the ball a little bit, we can get the play action passes going. And that can open some things up in the passing game. And then my most important key for this game, we know the Colts are going to key in on Devontae Adams. We know he's going to be double teamed on some plays. So when he's double teamed, it's important Marquez Valdez-Scantling steps up in this game. He has to continue to do what he's been doing over the last two games. We need consistency from Marquez Valdez-Scantlin. That's been his problem. And if he can have a big game in this one, man, that's going to hush up a lot of critics who talk bad about him, including myself. So we need Marquez Valdez-Scantlin to come on and help out and step up. So those are my keys to victory for the offense. Now on the defensive side, Indianapolis, they're coming into this game 
and they're trying to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. They're going to try to win the time of possession game. So they're going to try to get their run game going. We know Green Bay can't stop the run, so I'm not going to even say that. But we have to keep them from having long drives. We got to get them off the field. We got to get quick three and outs. Get this Colts offense off the field. Do not give up touchdowns. If they do drive down the field, we got to give up field goals. That's it. Bend but don't break. That's something we haven't been able to do this season. We bend and we break when we get in the red zone. So when Indianapolis gets in the red zone, we can bend but don't break. Give up field goals. That's it. No touchdowns. Also, we got to take advantage of the bad passes that Phillip Rivers throws. It's going to be about two to four bad passes in this game where Phillip Rivers is going to give you a chance to get an interception. Green Bay, the defense has to take advantage of that. They have to take advantage of it. We rank dead last in takeaways. This has to change. We have to take advantage of these bad throws that Phillip Rivers is going to give you. The bad throws he's going to grant you. We have to take advantage of it. So those are my keys to victory on the offensive side and on the defensive side. So now, my score prediction for this game. I have the Colts winning this. I have them winning with the score of 27 to 24. I just think that offensive line for the Colts, they're going to be able to protect Phillip Rivers. I think they're going to be able to run the ball effectively. I think they're going to be able to move the ball down the field. Green Bay, their defense just doesn't get pressure on quarterbacks. They don't stop the run. Indianapolis, they're just going to exploit our weaknesses on the defensive side. And then on offense for the Packers, I just don't see us getting that run game going. I think Indianapolis defensive line is going to win the trenches battle. I think their defensive line is going to dominate our offensive line. And then they're going to be able to get pressure on Rodgers, whether they're bringing four or blitzing. I think they're going to be successful at getting pressure on Rodgers. So it's just it's, it's not our game. I think Indianapolis will have success and I think they win this one. And a lot of people are going to be talking about the Colts after this one as AFC contenders if they can beat the Packers. If my prediction comes true, hopefully my prediction is wrong. I want the Packers to win, of course, but right now I just don't see it. The way we played against Jacksonville, I just can't see it. And because of our weaknesses all season. I think it's going to come to the light, and I think Indianapolis is going to expose it. So that's my prediction for this game. We'll come back next week, and we'll recap the game. And we will also preview our next matchup against the Chicago Bears. We got a a divisional matchup against them. So stay tuned, and remember, go Pack Go! Yellow Bros!